I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good evening. And of course, welcome back to Online Darts for fall, the Fallout Bar uh, on night 11 of the World Darts Championships. Um, a quite unbelievable game, which saw uh, a day which saw comebacks, dominance, uh, and high averages. Uh, and joining me this evening once again is Cam McFarlane. And throughout the evening, we'll be reviewing the action from today, uh, getting reaction from the winners and previewing tomorrow's games. Uh, but first, Cam, have you got your breath back from uh, from today? And in particular, that last game that we've just seen. That was a bit bloody good, weren't it? <laughs> what a day we've had today. It's been literally had everything but the nine, I think. I think everything else has been in there today. It's been uh, just... Magic all day. I think if we'd have seen the nine, we would have just put that down as probably one of the best days of darts we could have ever wished for. Yeah, yeah, it literally would have had everything there. Yeah, it was, um, it, it was, it was incredible. Um, quite a few people in the chat room. G's Adventures is in. Bob, uh, Jack Nulty, um, as well. We've got. Kieran Randalls, um, make sure you get interacting all the way through the show tonight. Um, let us know what you thought of the games. Uh, and Cam, the best, I guess, the best place to start is within the with the first game of the comeback series that we saw. And what a performance! Well, I, I want to say what a performance from Jose de Souza. What a comeback from the special one! What a comeback! Yeah, um, I didn't see it happening. No. At three 0 down, I'll be honest. We saw a bit of Jose Magic in leg one, as always, going for his opponent's score. Um, don't know, don't know how he's done that. Still baffles me to this point, but but yeah, it, it was it was impressive. I mean, I I still think Searle should probably have got over the line to be honest, but Jose took his chances and it makes his way through. Do you think, I know, you know, we've now seen Jose de Salza 
show what he, what maybe not what he's capable of, but but a level that can win him games in now in two in in the latter stages of two matches. I imagine when he comes up against going Price Cam, he's he's gonna have to be starting a lot quicker, isn't he? Or else you know the games will will go away from him like they did today. Yeah, yeah. If he if he starts like that against against Gezi, he doesn't he doesn't come back at that point. Um, there's no way Gezi's letting you off the hook from three and up. It just doesn't happen. He's he's too good and he won't miss those chances. But yeah, I, to get over the line having missed forty three darts at a double is is astounding, really. Uh, but but at the end of the day, he did what he had to do. Um, he got given an opportunity and and he took it. And I thought it's not something we always see from him, where he is up against it to come back like that. So. He's got to give him a little bit of hope that if he gets off to a, a faster start, he's going to be hard to peg back if he can finish like that at the end. A word on on Ryan Searle as well, because you know he he had missed a match dart at three one. You know the chance was there for him to to essentially round off what would have been a really impressive performance. Um, you know he's, he he raced away from from Jose early on. A word on him though, and and. and Essentially, his his game completely, I guess, not falling apart, and he wasn't blown away by Josie in any in any mind, but he just couldn't find the levels that had seen him race into a into a lead. No, and, that, and that's the point. I mean, he's finished up with less than eighty eight as an overall average, which shows you that even probably racing into the three in a lead, he wasn't at his best that we know he's capable of. But when that dipped a little bit further, he, he found it really tough and, and just couldn't seem to get back to because like you say, he didn't need to he didn't suddenly need to be jumping up and averaging 110 for a set to get over the line. He mm. just nudging it up to probably early nineties would probably have been enough. And he just couldn't seem to find it when he needed it. And it's something that he's he's gonna have to learn to do. But I mean he's good enough and he's got time and I'm sure we will see him win a lot of a lot of games up on that stage over the next few years. Yeah, and I guess you know, just just sort of reflecting on the game as a whole, that this is the beauty of set play, isn't it? In the way that, yeah, you're three nil down, but if you can win the most important legs at the right times, you you, you can steal um, you can steal sets on on throw and, and off throw. Um, well, Josie DeSalle spoke to Phil. Um, after his uh, his win, a rather relieved Jose de Souza, uh, and here's what he had to say. No, of course not. Uh, I have to make pressure since the beginning, or oh, I'm dead. <laughs> How much more do you, are you going to have to raise your game against going in that game? Well, uh, I think uh, the way I play, it's good. I just have to make my doubles in the right time. Uh, when I have the occasion to, to make my double, uh, I just have to do it. And uh, we will see what's happened. Jose, ah, you're welcome. And he also has to get his counting right, Cam, because some of those were laughable today. Yeah, I mean, I just it was just the fact that it was in the first leg as well. It's not like he's got himself into a bit of a battle and he's he's got a bit in his own head and got and switched off a little bit. I mean, it's the first leg. Like he should be on it at this point, at least. Like, I, uh, I don't even know how he does it. Like, like you've got two separate scoreboards. You know which side's yours. Like, I, I don't yeah. know. And and even if that fails, and you forget which one of them's yours, even though it says your name on the top of it, 
you've then got the big one up at the top and it's got your name above the score anyway. So yeah. I just don't know how he's done it. He's clearly just spotted one or two and then, and then he's not concentrating and he's gone, oh yeah, that one or two must be mine, not the 71 that I'm actually on. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it, it does make me laugh. Um, and we were in the, we were talking a lot about comebacks after that game. Cam, I, I'm still, I guess, sat here scratching my head wondering how Alan Souter has managed to win this game against Danny Noppert because Danny Noppert completely crumbled after getting 2-0 up. Yeah, to tune it up, I honestly didn't think Suter was going to get a set. I thought it was going to be four 0 to Nopper and done pretty quickly because Suter was nowhere near it. He wasn't. He wasn't playing particularly well, and Noppy was flying. He was outscoring him. He was better. Well, he was. He actually wasn't better on the outer ring, but Suter just wasn't getting any chances. I think through two sets, he'd had what one dart at the bullseye and yeah. hit it, and that was it. Um, so, but yeah, it's just. I don't, I don't know what happened. I mean, Noppy's a pretty calm character generally. Like he doesn't get too stressed or sort of lose his head. But he he did a bit today because it wasn't like Suits nicked the next few sets. He kind of walked them as well. Um, yeah, strange one, strange one for me really. But Alan Souter just we know this. He never ever gives up and. You don't want to get into a scrap against him because he tends to come out on top. Yeah, I mean, from my own sort of, from having having what had the game on and, and and everything, whilst the first two sets were as dominant as as best we've seen Danny Nopper throughout the year. Really, he was dominant. He was scoring well. Uh, he was clinical on the outer ring. He only then picked up two legs. For the remainder of the game, I, I don't, I don't. Is I don't, is there any way we can justify the the drop in the performance? Because for me, I'm just I'm struggling to see how there has been such significant drop. Yeah, I, it it does baffle me because it's not like that was the first break. Because they have a break after set one as well, and he came out after that still flying. Maybe if it had been, <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point in the <laughs> chat. The the wasp made its return. <laughs> it wouldn't. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be the Ali Pali, and it wouldn't be the World Championships without the Wasp making an appearance at some point. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe he's terrified of wasps. Maybe that's it, and he just never got back to it because that's that's the only other way I can explain yeah. it. I have no idea. Yeah, it was. I, I mean, you know, we will we will touch on Alan Suter in, in in a little while, and and to talk talk about how resilient he is on that Alexandra Palace stage. But for Danny Noppert, after being two 0 up. Darts just looked such a difficult sport for him to play. He just couldn't find any rhythm. Um, I, I don't think he would probably believe that his drop-off was, was so significant. But I guess today, Cam, we've seen the A game of Danny Noppert and the potential, you know, C, D game that, that has seen him drop off like he has done. Well, that's it. We know he's got a B game that he can win with as well. I mean, you look at the UK Open final. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't at his best there. Yeah, but I mean, his, B, his B game would have won that game, I think, today. Yeah. His B game would have would have seen that out. Well, that's it. He's got a B game that can still win matches. But yeah, it was almost like he just came out of the two sets and played with the wrong hand or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was it was strange. And Alan Souter, uh, for anyone who's who watched the coverage there, I won't mention that Alan Souter is a firefighter and works as well as 
playing darts because it, they seem to talk about that all the time. I, I didn't I didn't know that. They've not, not mentioned no. it. No, uh, well, it, it, I wonder whether he worked the night shift on Christmas Eve on Christmas yeah. Day or not. Um, they, they seem to throw that in, don't they? <laughs> any, any possible opportunity they get. Um, Alan Souter Cam seems to enjoy playing on the stage. He, he seems to just have a knack of grinding out wins and putting in very good performances. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, he very rarely sort of goes up there and dazzles. He just, but he just wins games and he just seems to have a knack of, like you say, just getting over the line when it matters. And sort of when he, when it's important down the stretch, he's, he's the one that's kind of pulling out the results. So would not fancy being up against him. No, no, definitely not. Um, well, here's what uh, Alan Souter had to say uh, after he uh, after he picked up a victory today. I, I watched Danny's game, the first, well, the second round game, and watched what he does, and we studied it, and he had a great first set and a great fourth set, but he fell asleep in the middle, and he'd done exactly that again. He disappeared in the middle of the match, which gave me a chance to get back in the match, so I, t- I took every chance I got, so happy. It's not a dream, it's just a stops. It's not a dream. I'm... I know I can play darts, and to get to the last 16, two years in a row, is, it's crazy. It is crazy when you think I'm not seed, and I've only had a tour card for two years, but I've watched the PDC for 10, 15, 20 years and thought, I'm better than half of these guys, so I'm now proving it. Well, there you go, very confident, Alan Souter. Uh, Henry's in the chat room. Um, good evening, Henry. Hope you're well, mate. Um so we move on to the final game of the afternoon. Um, and Cam, having watched the show last night, Gob was, I think, firmly behind Gary Anderson and the, and obviously the stats behind him and the, the record that he has on that stage. Dan was very much in the middle. He didn't know whether to back Gary or whether to back Chris Doby. Did you predict that this one was going to be maybe as one-sided as it looked? Um, I was probably kind of with, with Dan on, on this one. I didn't have the foggiest idea of which way this one was going to go. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't pick it. I couldn't think, couldn't decide whether I thought we'd just see Gary come up there and be vintage Gary, which after set one, I certainly thought was exactly what we were going to see. It was about 115 average or whatever it was. Um, or whether we'd see Chris just firing an absolute hat full of 180s and, and sort of run away with it. Um, yeah, it was it was a tough one to call, and I certainly didn't see it being this one-sided after set one. I I thought that we were going to see a proper back and forth that would go go a long way, but it seemed like Chris had a little bit of fire in his belly, especially at the end, um, from what we saw as well. Yeah, we will touch on that um, in just a little while. But for those who didn't watch the game, and you know, barring the first set and then the fifth set. The, th- the the three in between can were all won in last leg deciders. And, and I guess with set play, that can either make or break your chances in competitions like the World Championships. It can, exactly that. I mean, you look at it and through four sets, they were level on legs. Yet, Dolby's 3-1 up. And it is the importance of doing things at the right time and hitting those shots when they matter and and that's where someone that can then handle the pressure, and we know that Gary can do that, but maybe just just didn't happen for him today. But with a doggy where 
when he needed to hit a shot, he hit it. And that was the difference, I think, more more than anything, because the stats were pretty similar outside of that first set. Yeah. And Chris Doby, I mean, the amount of times we've seen him average ton plus and be beaten by another player. So I think for him to take that next step in his game, to go to sort of the latter stage of tournaments, this is a big result. And yeah, okay, Gary, you know, we know he's not been at his best. Um, I mean, I think Jamie, you know, touches on that in the chat room very much that he missed the big the big seven, which pretty much sums up Gary's last few years. Um, yeah. But for Chris, this could be a real big stepping stone in his career because he's got over that hurdle of, of beating a player who, you know, is on the brink of the top 10. Yeah, and... I think we've probably said this a few times with, with Chris now, but we know how good he is, and that's why we keep saying it, that surely at some point one of these wins is going to click in and we're going to see him go deep in a tournament. And and there's no reason why it can't be can't be this week that we see him do it, because he's got everything. Like The guy really has got everything, and he's not, he's not someone that really crumbles under pressure. He seems to thrive on the big stage and put in some, some of his best performances up there as well. So... It, it could be a really, really big chance for him to, to go deep now and, and have a real good run at this. And finally, Cam, a word on Gary Anderson. For those who are big Gando fans and, and, and are fully in his corner, is this a worrying time at all for those fans that he's, you know, he's, he's this is, I think, someone that, um, I'm trying to find in the chat room here where there was a stat, uh, Bob saying there that Gando played awful first time since 2010. He's not made the last 16. Is it worrying times for Gary Anderson fans at the moment? As a Gary Anderson fan, as one of those, yeah, I think it is a little bit because we know he doesn't like playing week in, week out. We know he doesn't like the grind of it. He doesn't particularly like to practice, although he did say earlier on today that he has actually been practising a lot this over the last couple of weeks with, with Brian as well. Um, I mean, they're going to have a bit of time, both of them, now to practice because yeah. <laughs> they've, they've both gone today. Uh, maybe they've been practicing too much, I don't know. Uh, but, but yeah, I think seeing him not turn up and do it at this tournament, which he always does regardless of how he's been playing or what he's been doing in the build-up, is when you start to get a little bit concerned about not even has he still got it, can he still do it? We know that. We know he can turn up on any day and do that, but is the desire still there and how much longer is he going to still do it for? Yeah, exactly that. Uh, well, here's Chris Doby. Uh, he sat down after his victory over Gary Anderson this afternoon. Yeah, kind of upset as um, obviously I don't want to go into too much detail, but I w there was only going to be one win after after the break, and it's hard to deal with what's going on in your head on stage. I try and compose myself throughout the game, and obviously after what was said on stage. You start thinking things and you can hear every single thing and it, it didn't help me. But like I said, I come up there after that break, I come out to do one thing and got it done. Do you feel you're trying to play some mind games with you perhaps? Well, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, like I say, I'm, I'm I'm still new to the game. I don't know what about if he was playing mind tricks or not, but like I say, I'm the winner. Who it, cares? It worked though because that fire in your eyes and that determination was certainly there. Yeah, of course. Um, Obviously, any win against Gary is it's massive. But if he was playing tricks, he doesn't need to. He's a class. He's a class act. He's quality, honestly. But like I say, you you might think he's playing mind games. Some might have to riled him up, and 
obviously he wasn't happy with it but like I say I, I was just focused so much I, I blocked everything out so well there we go Adam Hinchcliffe has hit the nail Adam Hinchcliffe 180 has hit the nail wonder what Gary said people will probably find out what do you reckon Cam there looked a, bit, a little bit of needle at the end there yeah there was definitely a little bit there um pretty professional from Chris though he's, he's not giving away what was said or getting into it too much he was still pretty respectful about it, Gary as well even though he did definitely look like he was fuming to be fair um so yeah he's he's not letting on so I suppose it's one of them we may never know but that's what it's what he happens on it in the heat of a game in the heat of a battle things get said but always things get taken the wrong way Chris took it the right way and just went right well rather than getting too heated about it at that point, just went, I'm just going to beat you now then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That well, we, The afternoon, uh, the evening session, sorry, got underway um, with what I predict, what, what I thought would have been an absolute classic between Joe Cullen and Damon Hetter. Um, Cam, it, 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 <laughs> it wasn't because Joe Cullen played arguably one of the best games we've seen in, in quite a while from him. Yeah, exactly that. Um, I thought this was back and forth possibly sort of into a deciding leg this one I thought that was what we were going to see from this but Damon just really struggled on the outer ring and Joe just took his chances and I don't I'm just looking at the stats now I kind of felt I felt it was more he was more clinical on the outer ring than he was he was still only at sort of 36% Joe but mm-hmm. it it felt a lot more clinical that and I, I'm guessing kind of the misses were all in in legs where it didn't matter so much and then in the deciding legs when it came down to it every time he was the one taking out those finishes and and put them in a way really comfortably which I, I really didn't expect yeah Joe's scoring consistently better than Damon Hetters. I know he was he was outscored by two one eighties um in that column, but twenty one forties to sixteen for the heat and thirty six to twenty eight for the ton plus throne. Um kind of shows, doesn't it, Cam and, and Damon Hetter with only nineteen attempts on the outer ring, what could have been if if they'd have gone. But a performance that I guess we probably didn't expect from Damon Hetter, but he wasn't really given that many opportunities to 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 maybe change the outcome. No, he wasn't, and I, I think it's one of those. Four 0 probably flatters Joe a little bit. I don't think Damon played as badly as getting getting whitewashed, but you don't take your chances up against the best players in the world. It's going to happen to you because we know how good Joe is. We, we've seen what he's done on this stage and on other stages for for the last few years. And if you keep giving him opportunities these days, he, he ain't letting you off. Yeah, and he, he you know he looked okay, didn't he? Off. Um off against Ricky Evans. He, he looked okay, he looked okay in that game, did Joe Cullen. But I guess for the fans that are following him, do you think that's close to his best game today or do you think there's more that he can potentially give? No, I think there's plenty more. I think I think we can see him play a lot better. I think we've seen him play a lot better on this stage and, and lose actually. I think that's the MVG game a couple of years ago. He's got plenty more in the tank and if someone really pushes him, which Damon didn't quite do today, we could see him absolutely go off and fire in another 10-180s and, and be even more clinical on the on the outer ring as well. Yeah, and of course, that sets up a, a quite mouth-watering tie against yeah. Michael Smith, doesn't it, in the next round? Um, yeah, give me a bit of that. 
Yeah, we, we all we all want a bit of that. Um, well, Joe Cullen sat down, as a, as all the winners did, um, to, with Phil and a very happy Joe Cullen. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, I just, I just <clears throat> excuse me. I just did an interview there for one of the German uh, TV and I just, I've, I've had a bit of a different outlook since, since I lost my moment. It's just the, the worst that happens after this is I go home. That's literally the worst that happens. It's not. It's, it's literally a game of darts. What? What? There's no. There's no issue. There's nothing. No one's. No one's going to die. No one's going to go anywhere. It's just. It's literally a game of darts. So, that, that that's the way I've looked at it. And I think it, that sort of fresh outlook that I've had on it has, has had a good influence on my game. As as you can see, I won the Masters and got in the Premier League. So, it's uh, that's that's the way I look at things now. When the worst happens, I go. Home. Says it as says it how it is. A bit of freedom off his shoulders. He, he he seems to be in a very good headspace at the moment. Well, that's it. I mean, if you've got that outlook on it that he's got on it, you're standing over that game winning double. It's not gonna. You're not gonna get too switchy on it, yeah. are you? Because again, what's the worst that's gonna happen? I might get another shot. I might not go on to a family, and and it is what it is. So it's a really good outlook. I mean, whether it comes down. To that and whether he can hold that together if he gets to the later stages of this tournament, if he gets past Bully and he keeps going, we'll we'll see because there is still pressure and and we all feel it in those times where where it comes up comes to it. But if he can keep that outlook, he's going to be very difficult to beat. Yeah, one hundred percent. Cam, before we touch on the, the 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 next game, the second, the penultimate game um, of the evening session, um, for anyone that's seen any of the clips tonight, um, they're obviously only shortened down for, for your viewing, but if you want to watch the full clips um, and the full interviews with all the winners, then you can go onto our YouTube channel uh, at Online Darts uh, as well, get all the, all the reaction, the full reaction there. Um, we will just wait and hopefully we'll get some from Michael Smith. Obviously, his game finished quite late tonight. Um, so if we don't, then that will all be um, on our YouTube channel. So check out the social media pages for the link to that. Um, now, Cam, I thought prior to the Michael Smith game that this game between MVG and Mensa Sojevic was probably going to be my favourite game of the night. It was pipped at the end, and we'll talk about that in a bit, but what a performance by potentially the champ- the, uh, the champion-elect. Quite possibly, from what we saw. But, I mean, what a performance from Mensa Sojevic as well. This was just yeah. brilliant. Like... It was just great to watch, and the finishing from Mensa, the scoring power from from Michael, it was, it was just. I mean, he averaged one hundred and eleven for the most part of this game, and couldn't put Mensa away. Like it was just absolutely ridiculous. And Mensa's had his best game he's ever had up on that stage, and somehow only only got two sets. Like it's just. It was great to watch. I really, really enjoyed this. And, I mean, the highlight moment was was the 1-6-1 yeah. from Mensa. Where it, I mean, it's utterly ridiculous from Michael. I mean, what are you doing? Why are you turning down the ball? Like, why are you giving him a chance? Because he went from having a dart for the match to not even taking that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Dark of the match and all of a sudden needing three legs again. Now, he went and wrapped it up again. But if he, if he doesn't go and wrap that up again, which he, he very easily couldn't, could have missed out on doing, especially if Mensa takes his chance in that final set to go 2-1 up in that final set, then all of a sudden you're looking at that thinking, he's still not actually had a dart for the match here because he turned down one and we're in a last set decider and he's un- he's absolutely in bother when he's had one of the highest averages we've ever seen on the stage. It, I mean, before we talk about Michael Van Gogh and, and you know, his credentials and, and and how he's playing at the moment and why he's so many people's picks. Where has this performance come from Mensa Sojevic? Because he's been he's been a you know he has been disappointing this year. He struggled and everyone had kind of talked about this game and, and I think Jar predicted it as 4-0 to Michael Van Gerwen and an easy win. But Mensa just performed what probably one of the best TV performances we've seen from him in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, by far the best we've ever seen from him on the world stage and I think the best we've probably seen from him all year on, on, on any stage pretty much. And I just, I don't know where it came from. I was another one, I I had him winning one set. I thought he might nick a set, but Van Gogh would kind of run away with it. And I just I don't know where it came from, but it was it was great to see. He played at a Played at a good pace as well. There was no sort of messing about, getting stuck into sort of trying to slow Michael down or anything like that. He just played at the pace that worked for him. And he played better for it and he played played really, really well. Mm. Do you think that potentially aided aided his performance rather than him say rather than him saying, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into a bit of a, a battle here and I'm gonna slow the game down and I'm gonna get involved and get underneath the skin of Michael Van Gogh and he just played darts, which essentially suited him pretty well in the game. Well, exactly that. I mean, he's gone up there and, and played his best game by just playing at a pace that was just natural to him. It suited him. And it was just, it was fun to see. We saw, saw him giving it plenty as well, which we don't always see from him either. It was it was just enjoyable to see the back and forth. And But what a performance from Michael. Like... It, it, you almost think, right, how do you actually beat him here? But at the same time, Benson nearly did. Like, he was... was a, so, how good is he going to have to play if someone really, like, serves it up to him even more than that? Like, see Michael Smith go up there and average 107, say, if mm. they do meet in the final. What's MVG going to have to do? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that now is um, Michael Van Gogh's eighth victory in a row. Um, at the moment, he's in some pretty uh, impeccable form. At the moment, I mean, uh, Cam at the start of the tournament, a lot of people have talked about how 
players will have to build their performances and, and they will get better and they will get better. And, and Michael Van Gerwen seems to be doing that. If he's if he's currently at this point in the time averaging 107, can we see even better from, from him? Well, yeah, I think so. Because he probably dropped off a little bit to average 107. I mean, for the most part, it was about 111, 112. So I think, yeah, he could go even further. And I mean... He's missed 24 darts at double in that game. So, you see him go up there and have one of his games where he just can't miss on the outer ring. It could be 130. Yeah, it's it's scary. It's a scary thought. Um, here's Michael Van Gerwen after after his win against Mensa Soljevic. Of course, it's a lovely shot for him to, to hit. Normally, uh, 19 out of 20 times people would have missed. But if, if I was in the same situation tomorrow, I would do exactly the same. Uh, they have to. If they, they also know when they when they want to beat me, they have to show something special. And I think Mensah played good today, better than he did in the last few years. So for him, there was already already a huge step forward, but it still wasn't enough. Luckily for me, there we go. And of course, uh, day 11's, I guess day of of comebacks, as it were, for the majority um, was. Brought to an end by um, Michael Bullyboy Smith, continuing his resurgent form as we've seen, can with a four-three nail biter uh, right at the end. I guess what a perfect way to finish what's been an amazing day of darts. Yeah, this was another just just brilliant game. I mean, Martin Chandler was was brilliant, and you kept thinking, right, Bully's a little bit off here, and is he gonna? Is he going to click into gear? Is he going to start coming back at him? I just kept thinking. I mean, there were moments. Obviously, the one seventy was was magic, and I think Bully mentioned it himself that he thought he had him at that point. Um, and then Chindler just kept firing back and just kicked off like one eighty, one forty, um, and just kept doing it. I mean, we saw him at six perfects at, at least once as well. Um, I just think you just kept thinking, right. Is is he going to come back here and then and then Jinler takes out twenty eight to go three one up and you go I'm not sure he is now because I keep thinking that Bully's going to click into gear and come back here but Jinler's still averaging almost a ton or whatever he was throwing at that point and I keep thinking he's going to come back but at the end of every leg it's we're seeing Jinler's fist we're not seeing Michael Smith so yeah I. I... I do have to, you know, I do feel for Martin Schindler because 3-1 up, I, I would have had him. And and surprisingly, at 3-1 up, I, I checked the odds and Michael Smith was still, at that point, very close to being odds on yeah. fit to win the game. Nuts, isn't it? Like, rem- that's unbelievable. My brother pointed it out to me and he was like, he's still odds on favourite to win here, which yeah. is amazing. But I guess when Michael Smith needed it, in the past, maybe this time last year, the doubling wouldn't have gone in. Is 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 doubling on tops was exceptional when he needed it. I thought yeah. he was so clinical, and that was potentially the difference between him having an early exit. Yeah, it was because earlier in the game he was a little bit ropey on tops, and he was sort of rushing them a bit, dragging it low, and then going inside on the tens and inside on the fives, and and it wasn't sort of clinical. But towards the end, yeah, you just didn't fancy him missing at, at any point, really. And he just sort of, he just never looked phased. And like you say, it's a result that now he's got 
that monkey off his back. Now he's won a big event. It's like he, he's just a little bit more relaxed up there and thinks, yeah, well, you're playing well, but I still I can still beat you. Yeah, which, you know, what a position for him to be. I, I kind of agree with Harry uh, Barry as well in this one. Schindler played brilliantly, best I've seen him play on on the stage. And, you know, he, he was, as you've touched on, Cam, he was exceptional for, for the majority of that game. It just felt as if the last set, when he needed that, that, you know, a, a big leg. He just he, he just run out of 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 all energy, hadn't he, towards the end? And and Michael just just did what he did and and picked him off as as you'd expect Michael Smith to do. Yeah, yeah. I think that last set wasn't wasn't the best we've seen from from Jindy up there tonight. But he still didn't play badly in that final set. It was just like you say, there just wasn't quite the magical leg that he found earlier on just to give him that little bit of breathing space or that little bit of extra time. But he was he was really good up there tonight, like really, really good. And I think anyone but Michael Smith or Michael Van Gogh tonight, he might well have beaten. Yeah. Well, you know, what what a performance and what a game to 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 see us finish off. We haven't got any reaction, uh, I'm afraid, from Michael Smith as you you know, well know that that game finished a um, little over 40 minutes ago or so. So Phil will be um, either with him. I, I don't imagine he'll be with him now, but I think he'll be processing that interview and everything. So that will go live on uh, our YouTube channel. So make sure you head over there uh, and you can get some reaction from uh, from Michael Smith, probably rather relieved Michael Smith. <laughs> right, Michael Smith, you'd imagine. Um, Cam, on to tomorrow and whew, the dart in action doesn't stop. And I have to say that tomorrow's opening game and last game are probably the ones I'm most looking forward to. But which way do you see Dirk van Dijvenbode versus Ross Smith going? Not a clue. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. This, this could be as good as anything we've seen today, this one. We know what they're both capable of. Don't know. Um, I just really don't know. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be four three. Two. Dirk, I think Dirk just nicks this one. Wow. Um. Well, yes. Yeah, so before I give you my prediction, a couple in the chat room. HGV says um, four two Smith. Ross Smith four three for Adam Hinchcliffe. Uh, Harry Barry Smith four two. Um, Landau makes a good point. The over and under for 180s in Dirk van Dijvenbode versus Smith is 19.5. <laughs> Lol, that would be quite exceptional. Ross, um, yeah. 4 3 for G's Adventures. Jack Nolte, 4 3 to Dirk. Dirk, 4 3. Dirk, 4 2. That's Tommy Tornadio and Dan Daniel Simpson. Uh, Kieran Randall's as well. Dirk, 4 2. Um, again, I, I just don't know which way this, this game is going to go. Um, Bob probably four two Dirk. I think it's four three. I think it's four three either way. I've got a coin if you want to toss it. We might have to do it like that, Cam. <laughs> that how it is. I don't want to see either player get beat. Um, and I don't know which way it's going to go. But in true online dash, darts fashion, this game will probably be a four nil to one of them. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Damp squid where everyone's like, oh, what a what a letdown that game was. Um, but I think I might stick with you on that one and go Dirk to win four three. Um, but I think it'll be an absolute 180 fest. 
um, yeah. and a classic. I'm not sure I fancy over 19.5 though. That's a that's a high number. Um, I quite fancied quite fancied the 180s line in the Cullen Hetter game, which was at 15, well over 14.5, I think. And I was like, Is, that seems a little bit too high at this stage as well. So yeah, 19.5 is probably a little bit higher for a four setter for me. There you go, Cam. G G G's Adventures in the chat room has told you to do it. All right, what are we have in head heads Dirk Tails Smith. Yeah. Tails. So I'm wrong there apparently. We go. There and we you. Go. So Smith <laughs> Smith is gonna win it. Um you, the coin has spoken and uh, and that's what's gonna what's gonna happen. Well, once we've got our breath back, hopefully from that game, um we will be going into another uh, another really good game between a resurgent um, Rob Cross and Mervyn King. Um, is this one a straightforward game, Cam, or could we see this this go either way? I don't think you'll ever get a fully straightforward game <laughs> with Mervyn King. Um, but I do think Rob Cross is playing the better of the two, and I do think it will show tomorrow. And Merv will have his moments. I think he gets two sets, but I think I think Rob comes through it fairly comfortably. Forty. Yeah, yeah, I, I would I would agree exactly with that. I think Rob Cross, the the form he's been in recently as well, um, will just have too much for for Mervyn King. But there will be moments in the game where Mervyn King shows his class. Um, Harry Barry says King four two. Kieran Randall's is Rob Cross four one. 4-1 for uh, Rob Cross as well from Bob. Adam Hinchcliffe, Cross 4-2. Four, well, there's lots of 4-2s. Daz Re- Reynolds, <laughs> G's Adventures, Daniel Sison, Jack Nolte. They're all in our favour, Cam, uh, as well. Um, if Rob produces the game that we know he can, he he could have a very good opportunity now of, of not blowing Mervyn King aside, but making sure that he isn't embroiled in a battle. Yeah, and that that's what you've got to do. You can't, if you get embroiled in a battle with Mervyn King, you you don't often come out on top. So he's got to try and just take his opportunities early on, give himself a little bit of breathing space and, and kind of go from there. Um, and hopefully just... say Hopefully then, supposed to remain impartial. Um, <laughs> hopefully come through it, because I, I do like Robin. I, I hope, for me, I, I want to see him get through this and go on a run. Yeah, well, the... The wonder gods Cam, have, have have come to our rescue, and the Smith clip is just loading into the software. So we will hear from uh, Michael Smith in a couple of minutes' time. We will just preview the last game of the of the afternoon session, and it's another uh, all English affair. And it's Dave Chisnell versus Stephen Bunting, another game that could go either way. Yeah, it could. Um... Again, though, I think this one's... I'm, I'm leaning towards Dave here and, and, and fairly comfortably again. Um, I thought Bunting played okay in his last game. I don't think he played well enough to trouble Chizzy if Chizzy's at it. But we know he's got another level he can go to as well and go and go and play a lot, a lot better than he did as well. So, I think for me, I think 4-2 again. To Chizzy, uh, but wouldn't be surprised to see something else happen as well. Yeah, um, I mean, there's quite a lot of love for Chizzy in the in the chat room. Uh, Daniel Sison says four two Chizzy, Adam Hinchcliffe four three, 
Dave Reynolds 4-1, Tommy Tornado Chisnell 4-1, 4-3 for HGV there for Chizzy, Chizzy 4-1, Bunting 4-3 for Harry Barry. Bob says Bunting 4-2, G's Adventures is Chizzy 4-2 and Chisnell 4-3 for Jack Nulty. Yeah, I think it's 4-2. Look, I thought Dave Chisnell was really, he battled hard against Andrew Gilding uh, and had to, it was pushed all the way with a 97 average. I don't think Stephen Bunting really had to push too hard against Leonard Gates, um, but I think Chizzy will, will it'll, I think it'll, it'll throw his 180s as, as he does um, and I think he, he gets the job done relatively comfortably. Um, before we talk about and predict the evening session, which gets underway with Luke Humphreys and Vincent van der Voort, um, we have a clip from Michael Smith, who got through uh, quite an exceptional game against Martin Schindler um, this evening. And here's what he had to say when he spoke to Phil earlier on. Uh, no, because I was averaging about 105 all the way through. <laughs> no, um, I don't know why. I, this question before, I would never have quit. But I don't think, probably, no, I don't know. I, even then I wouldn't have quit. I would have thought, but you would have seen my demeanour and the way I handled myself on stage a bit different. But tonight, I nearly, nearly went back to the old way to give it a little scream twice, but managed to hold it together and get the job done. So just the mentality you've got from winning that first major tournament just changes your mindset completely? Uh, no, I think it all comes from the UK Open, losing to Norfolk where... Final up cruising and I just went completely gone and yeah since then even playing was there I think the Pro Tours and then Premier League and then the US I've just done it different and it something I had to give something I had to change. Ross Smith played amazing in the European, nothing I could do. I did one shot one twelve to make it nine all, but yeah something I had to give and lucky enough it was a grand slam. Well, there you go. Reaction from uh, from Michael Smith there. And you've got the um, the longer interview, which is available on our YouTube channel. Uh, the evening session cam gets underway. And if Luke Humphreys plays as we've seen him throughout this year, there's a good chance he blows Vincent van der Voort away. But if Vincent van der Voort plays well, this game could be another, t- another tough one. Yeah, it could be. This is going to be a really good watch, I feel, as well. The pace of it's going to be great. We know what you get with Vincent. Obviously, he'll just get up there, play his game, Luke's the same. There's no no messing about, sort of rat tat and see if the scoring's there as well, which we know they can both do. This one could be an absolute cracker and we could see, could see an unbelievable game. But I do think Luke's just playing a little bit too well at the moment. See up to number five in the world now and sort of fully deserving that place with how well he's played over the year so I think he wins this one and the risk of just keep repeating myself I think it's 4-2 again you just we just I had, I had this the last time I was on with Gob and we were just predicting the exact same um, and there's only one thing you know from that if we keep predicting the same thing there's one thing that's not going to happen it's 4-2 exactly <laughs> that um, Tommy Tornado says Humphreys 4-2 Vincent van der Voort 4-2 for Harry Barry um, Luke 4-3 um, says Jack Nulty HGV 4-2 to Luke Vincent 4-3 for G's Adventures Kieran Randalls as well is 4-3 um, for Ke- for Humphreys 4-2 Humphreys for Eaton um, Jacobs 4-1 Humphreys for Adam Hinchcliffe uh, Vincent van der Voort 4-3 says Bob Daz Reynolds 4-2 Luke Luke 4-2 as well for Daniel Sison 4-1 for James Bowden um, and Landau says more fours <laughs> and twos than a Sean Dyche team sheet, <laughs> which is, I'll give you that one because at five to midnight, 
that is a, a pretty decent um <laughs> a pretty decent point to to pick out um as well now cam the last two games of course are uh, our next round matches um because we really are cracking on in this world championships and we get started with arguably a potential for for a one-sided game if one of the other players doesn't turn up yeah um it's it's one of those i think we see Jose start like he did today we see a game where Gezi just runs away with it and probably wins 4-0 the same as he did against Barney. However, if Halsey's at it, like we know he can be, and if he plays like he did towards the end of that game, we could see this one go a lot closer because we've not seen Gezi anywhere near his best yet either. <laughs> that being said. <laughs> um, don't, don't say it. If you say the same one. 4-1. Oh, oh my! I was Every going time. for two. I've changed my mind. Uh, uh, yeah, again, I'm I'm 4-1. Um, I think you know we have. I haven't seen enough to be convinced of Jose de Souza. If he performs like we know he can, then fair enough to him because you know he has the game. Um, but I think he'll go and Price will will win this one. Tommy Tornado. I mean, there's everyone in the chat barring Jack Nolte, who's currently backing um, D'Souza to win 4-3 and Daz Reynolds as well. There's a lot of price 4-1s, G's Adventures, Kieran Randalls, Bob, um, Harry says price 4-0, Adam Hinchcliffe price 4-2, Daniel Sison 4-1 to price, price 4-1, Tommy Tornado um, as well. And um, yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of love for, for going price and I, I think the performance from Jose de Salza today probably has, has aided his cause uh, and I imagine that he will uh, he'll be pretty comfortable favourites ahead of that game. And the final match, Cam, of the uh, of, of day 12, do we see the bubble that is surrounding Josh Rock broken? Does it pop tomorrow night or does he continue with what has been an incredible year? This is a really tough one. Um, as Josh Rock keeps telling us after winning games up on this stage that he's not played anywhere near his best yet and if he does then he, I think he beats Johnny but I think he's going to have to go up another level from how he played against Nathan if he's going to do that because I think we know what Johnny's going to do he'll be consistent there'll be a lot of 140s in there and he'll take his chances when they come, and he'll hit a one-two-one at some point because he always does. <laughs> Close to to getting the coin out again on this one, <laughs> just going for it. But there's probably enough people that think I'm a tosser in here already, so, <laughs> so we'll leave that over there. I think Josh Rock wins four-three, and I think he'll. I think we see him putting his best performance so far up there and get through one that goes to extra legs. Wow. Well, that's it. This game has divided the chat room. Um, Tommy Tornado comes in at Clayton 4 2. Eaton Jacobs 4 3 to Rock. 4 3 to Rock for Adam Hinchcliffe. 4 3 to Rock also for HGV. Um, and uh, Landau comes in at 4 3 to Clayton. It's Harry Barry comes in 4 1 at Clayton. Uh, Adam Hinchcliffe. You know, fair enough with that. With with one prediction he's made that's great game, ninety five plus averages each. Uh, Kieran Randall's Clayton four three go overtime. I think it goes overtime. I think Clayton wins four three. So me and Cam have separated finally on the uh, on about the about time. 
on the last game of uh, of tomorrow. Josh Rock four three with a nine data says uh, says Daz Reynolds. Uh, Rock four three Jack Nulty. Bob says um, Clayton four three last league shootout. Uh, G's Adventures gone for a heart pick um, and goes Rock four three. Uh, Clayton two. Rock forces Paul Sambrook. Um, so that Sambrook giving me a 4 0 win against him there as well. So he's clearly had too many to drink tonight because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's uh, yeah, that's it. We, we, we're looking forward to it, Cam. And if tomorrow is anything like today was, we really are going to be spoiled, yeah, yeah, like bring on more of today. And we've got quite a few there today that we don't, uh, well, tomorrow that we don't think are going to go quite as close as what we've seen today but let's have more let's have more comebacks and more of what we've seen because today was just brilliant and I just want to see more of it I think we all do well that's all we've got time for I'm afraid um, on night 11 here at Online Darts at the World Championships I think it'll either be myself or Gob that will be taking the reins again tomorrow uh, it's whether or not we'll give him another day off um, I'll wait and see how he's, <laughs> how he's feeling tomorrow. Um, but of course, if you've uh, you've enjoyed what you've liked, of course, um, keep following us on social media, subscribe and everything to the channel. Thanks again to Brett, Betfred for their continued support of our coverage of the World Championships. Cam, thank you for joining me as well as we uh, as we move into Thursday um, Thursday morning, as as it were. These nights get later on, don't, don't they? As, as the yeah. Uh, to be fair, this is still probably one of the earlier ones as well, which is worrying. Um, but yeah, we, we like to waffle on as well and drag it out for everyone. So um, yeah, cheers for everyone for staying up with us and let's have some more fun tomorrow. I think I, yeah. I'm back on tomorrow. So whether it's you or whether it's God, we'll see. But yeah. It's um yeah it's definitely going to be a good day um but yeah but on on behalf of myself Charlie Hopper and Cam McFarlane thank you very much for uh, for watching for listening if you're listening on any podcast podcast providers make sure you do check out our YouTube channel for full clips with all the winners from today and of course tomorrow um, when they come through uh, and without further ado we'll see you all tomorrow have a very good Thursday uh, and we'll see you all tomorrow night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.